This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today on the podcast, we are going to wrap up season two of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty with a very interesting topic. One that you might not be prepared for. One that I'm probably not prepared for as we get ready to talk about it. Why words matter. Yes. Why words matter. Yeah. We would say here at Replicate, words create worlds. Yes. Language creates culture. There's got to be something else. We need a third one in order for that to really resound. But (laughs) the words you use are important. Words create the Bible. Words create the Bible. Wow. The word. (laughs) The word. The word. Yeah. I mean, if we're going there. But what we're talking about is understanding how the words work in the reading of Scripture that we read. So often we don't realize what's going on. Right. So are we going to be talking about King James? Uh, No. No, we're not talking about translations. That's That's a whole other podcast with a whole different audience. Yeah, we're not. That's another podcast. If you tuned in for that one, you're at the wrong yeah. podcast. Uh, although we do like the King James version. Love of the, the Bible, King James. We wouldn't be here without it. There are some it. passages that are amazing in King James, I would argue. Yeah. Powerful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of us grew, or a lot of you grew up on that. I was, Correct. I was a late uh, Christian. What do, do Catholics use the King James version of the Bible? That's a question I want to know the answer to. Yeah. The, no, they use the translation. The translate- uh, the Apocrypha is in their version, but I think they use the Dewey Reams is what they've used for years, which is just a translation. Mm. Um, did you know that? The Never Dewey heard Reams? of it. Okay, yeah. Don't even know who that I, is? I think that, that was what they started with, and then I don't know. I think that they may have some King James okay. versions of the Bible. Interesting. Um, so let's get into it. Okay, so let's talk about a couple words and how the Jewish language, and this would be the final message or the final podcast, if you will, in our season one or season, season two, two. Yeah. season one of the Jewishness of Jesus, right? season two of the podcast. Correct. And after this, I think we're going to just dive into the gospels. Oh man, I'm excited about that. Yeah, the gonna, gospels. Yes. My so favorite. season three, just as a precursor, just to throw this out to people, will probably come, you know, early 2021, we may kick it off. Maybe sooner if we're feeling like it. Yeah. The Gospels. That's that's pretty exciting. Yeah, why wait? I'm excited about that. I yeah. didn't know. Yeah. I just found out about <laughs> just that. Just finding out where we're going next. That's good. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's take a couple words. For example, the way the Jewish hermeneutics, so hermeneutics is the study, the art and interpretation of um, the study of the Bible. Okay, so okay. How, how do words work and how does God use words? Okay, so let's take uh, let's take the rule. Now we call it today in modern seminaries or training the rule of first use. Okay, mm. the rule of first use. They would call it the rule of one or the rule of first. Okay, so basically, okay. what they would say is anytime Jewish rabbis would say anytime you see a word introduced in the Hebrew Bible mm. in the Old Testament, as we would call it, although. Yeah. Not the best way to call it, but in the Hebrew Bible, whenever a word was introduced first, that word sets the tone for how it's used for the rest of the Bible. Kind of mm-hmm. overshadows, gives a picture of how this word is going to be used for the rest of the Bible. Wow. Because what they realize is God in his sovereignty, God in his wisdom is giving us a word at a particular point in the encounter mm-hmm. of a person. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to throw out some words today, so you're going to have to get ready. 
I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to miss every single one. No, no. And those listening, you can participate as well. Please play along and do better than me. Okay. So the rule of first use, we're going to ask the question, when was the word love used? Ooh. The first time the word love was used. In the Bible. In the, in the Bible, actually. Can I just throw a book out? Was it Genesis? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. We're, we're rolling. Ooh. We're rolling. Now, that was low bar, I got to say. Okay. Yeah. Well, obviously, we're going to go with the big... It's a big book, too, by the way. Oh, man. Okay. In Genesis, so we narrowed it down. What, what person did it happen in the life of? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. Ooh, I like multiple choice. That's much easier. I'll still get it wrong, but okay. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with... Did you say Abraham was the choice? Maybe. I'm going with Abraham. Okay, it's in the life of Abraham. Two for two. Two for two. Now, you've narrowed it down. I get a 75. Abraham's life is from the 12, chapter 12 mark, uh, all the way until the 20s. Let's say 25-ish. Gotcha. So I have to pick a chapter. you got to pick a chapter. Oh, come on. you got to pick a chapter. Uh, Man, I'm going to go with chapter 15. Close. It's not even close. No, it's not even close. (laughs) Chapter 22. What now, is the story? It's though? all going to start making sense when you hear this. And those listening. Is going, it with Isaac? Yes. See, I knew the story. You knew this story. I should know the location. Genesis 22. Okay. It, and this is a pivotal story. By the way, if we're, we're talking about the, the, the pivotal story in the life of Abraham, maybe in the life of the entire uh, mm-hmm. Torah, is the sacrifice or the offering of Isaac to the Lord because it mm-hmm. foreshadows the offering of God's son, Jesus as the sacrifice once yes. and for all. So Powerful story. There are so many connections, and maybe we'll have time to do that one day, but there's so many connections between the two. Okay? okay. In Genesis 22, the word love is introduced for the very first time, and basically what scholars are saying is this. The way f- the father Abraham loved his son was a unconditional, sacrificial love that he had where he would do anything for his son, And yet God called him to give up the very thing he loved. He says his one and only son whom he loved. Mm. God calls him to give up the very son he loved, the one he waited for for 25 years, the son who's the promise of the covenant relationship, the son who's going to be the descendant for all of the nations to follow one day, this son, Mm. the one son. And God says that kind of love is the same kind of love I have for my one and only son, John chapter 3, hmm. verse 16, for God so loved love the world. It's interesting. It doesn't say God loved the world. It says God so loved the world. Hmm. We have that in a lot of translations because this is a this is an amazing love. Yeah. This is a uh, an endless love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and so is obviously not in the Greek, but hmm. God loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish. We know that verse. Okay, so the first occurrence of the word love is in Genesis 22, and it gives us a picture of a foreshadowing of love. Okay, let's do another word. Are you okay. ready for another word? Yes. Second word is going to be the word worship. Worship. Now, before you think about worship, I want you to think, there's a lot of places in the Old Testament where you can see the word worship and people are worshiping. Uh, worship doesn't just mean singing. Let's just okay. let's just get that out the way. Right. We're not talking about worship songs. You can worship through song, but that's one of various ways to yeah. worship. What are some other ways we worship? Uh, we worship with our time. Worship with our time. We give yeah. our time to something. Yes. Our attention. Okay, what else? Our resources, money. Money, yeah. 
I mean, I'm going to go with the time, talent, and treasure. Just, just an easy one. <laughs> yeah, the triple T. The triple T. <laughs> That's right. The triple T. Uh, the way we sing. What else? is there another way we read worship? the Bible? We read the Bible. That's an That's act of worship. Prayer is an act of worship. Serving, which I already covered. Serving is a big one. Service is the word. Is the word worship used in Rome? It's the connection in Romans chapter 12 mm. when he says. This is your spiritual act of worship or service to okay. God. So service and worship are similar, okay? And what I mean is worship isn't just an abstract thing. Worship is an actual is something you do in action, okay? okay? So let's go with worship. What chapter? Well, let's start with the book again. What mm. book is the word worship found in for the first time? I'm going to go Genesis again. That's a, Thank that's a winner. Goodness. That Woo. is a winner. A lot of them are now, found I'm going to go uh, Can I go with Adam and Eve on this one? Here's another sidebar question. You can, but hold on. Okay. It's interesting that a lot of these words are found in Genesis because the very word Genesis means what in Hebrew? Ooh, that's a good question that I don't know the answer to. First? Beginnings. Beginnings. Oh, well, there you yeah. go. Maybe I did know the answer to that. I was yeah. thinking about the word, though. Well, the word Genesis <laughs> just means birth or beginning. I gotcha, don't know if it's gotcha. Hebrew, Greek, okay. but it's birth or beginning. Yes, and so basically you have the beginning of all things, the beginning of the world, the beginning of man, the beginning of the nation. Everything's found in Genesis. Okay. Beginning of the language. Okay. So Genesis is good. You're going to go with who now? I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Adam and Eve. I'm going to go with Ooh. Adam. That's going to be wrong. Oh my that's goodness. Gonna, I was way off. That's going to be again. wrong. Keep going. Um, my next guess is going to be for worship. Is it going to be, I guess I'm gonna have to go with Noah. That's going to be a hard no too. That's a hard, that's hard no, no too. <laughs> that's going to be a third strike. That's all right. Noah did probably worship God, but not using the word worship. Um, hmm. Are we, am I able to jump over to, uh, let's go back to where we were earlier. Abraham again. Yes. Abraham oh again. Oh, Abe, he's got he's got a handle on these words. Well, let's figure out where this takes place right after this brief break. And we'll come back on the other side and reveal the answer, which I had no clue of. Do you have a vision for the groups in your church but don't know how to make it happen? Replicate's Group Ministry Masterclass is a one-stop course to help you create, launch, and sustain your group's ministry. These training videos, implementation exercises, and resources will guide you to create your own group's playbook that is unique to your context. You can access this masterclass today at replicate.org groups. And we're back talking about why words matter, how they're used, the rule of first use. We found out that love was in uh, Genesis 22.2 and alluded to that sacrifice of the son, which we find later in the New Testament, John 3.16. Now we're looking at a, a second word, worship. It's first use. Once again, I struck out. I'm, I, I got three misses. Mm. We, but we find Abraham yet again. Does he go to Mount Moriah to worship again? Is this all in that same story? Bingo. Oh, come on. Bingo. Come yes, on. yes. Now, this is what I find fascinating about this. Two key words in our Christian life. Yes. Two key words. Yes. Okay. The word worship and the word love are both found in the story of Abraham sacrificing his son or offering up his son, Isaac. 
Wow. And now worship normally in the Old Testament means a, get this, bowing down as an act of submission to God. That's mm-hmm. what worship means. So it's it's this idea of, of laying or lying prostrate or putting yourself prostrate on the ground mm-hmm. and praising God in submission and obedience. Okay. But in the context of Abraham and Isaac, the word worship here means listening to the voice of God and obeying the command of God. Mm. That is a very different way for our American Western mind to to contextualize in our own life because we don't think of it that way. We think raising a hand, singing, singing a song, doing something, something. But this is when, so worship is God speaks and you act. Mm. So my question is this, how long does it take you to respond when God speaks to you? Mm. Wow. Because here's the thing we got to realize about obedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Right. God, I'll do it, but not now. Mm. I know I, I know I'm in this relationship that's displeasing to you, but I'll get out of it soon. Yes. I know you want me to go on this mission trip, but I'm not going to go now. I know you want me to respond in giving of time and talent, but I'm not going to do it today. That's true. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Here's another one. Partial obedience is disobedience. Yet another strike. Another strike. God, I'll do it, but I'm only going to do it halfway. I know you want me to give all, but uh, I know you want me to sell it all and give to the poor. But Jesus, how about 50 cents on the dollar? How about half of my position? You know, the rich can't haggle our way into into authentic worship. Is that what you're saying? That's a really good way to say it. Okay. So worship is God speaks, you act. And that's how I find, Chris, I'm maturing in the Christian life. Mm. How quick it takes me to respond hmm. when I am nudged by the Spirit or I hear the voice of God through His Word or prayer. Well, and I think that's how the modern American Christian inoculates himself to the faith, hmm. is they put themselves in a position to hear a sermon, to read some Bible, but there's this disconnect between all that and action, yeah, accountability, which yeah. is why we're so big on discipleship. Yeah. Because it's easy to, to take in, to read, to hear a sermon, to gather with others, to get insights, whatever. But it's a whole other thing to actually act upon that. Yeah. And you're saying the distance between hearing and acting is spiritual maturity. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so here's the final one, and this is where we'll rest. The is big the word one. rest? No, not okay. the word rest. Well, you know where that <laughs> I one thought is. You, were, yeah. you know where the word rest is. I don't. Uh, now that you say it, I, Genesis, I that one too. Genesis, it's in the book of Genesis. Genesis one, yeah. I think God rested on the seventh. <laughs> oh, that's, <day>. true. <laughs> that's true. That's a simple. Thank okay. goodness. Okay, let's go with the word faith, mm. belief, or trust. Faith, belief, and trust. All all synonymous with each other. Okay. okay. Let's go. Uh, what book again? I'm gonna go with Genesis. That's a good answer. It seems Just, like that. Why is change? A, why change? Actually, it's not. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> oh, I got you. I let him down on you that You intentionally one. did that. I let him down the road on that Are one, Are we going with Deuteronomy? Okay. I'm going to go with another no. Exodus. Uh, yes. Going to oh, go with the Exodus. Okay. Third strike. Thank goodness. But here's the thing. You would think, this is amazing to think about. The word faith is not even found. Wow. In the book of Genesis, okay? You would have thought, well, the calling of Abraham, Genesis 15, faith. Or the Genesis 12 calling of Abraham? No, not in there. Wow. You would have thought in the story of Joseph. You would have thought in the in the commitment of Isaac. You I mean, have... it's in there, just not the word. Yes. The things they're doing show faith, yes, but the word yes. faith is not used. Yes, but the word faith doesn't show up until Exodus 17. Wow. That Exodus is crazy. 7. Now, marinate on that for a second. Exodus 17 
all the way into, now you understand what's happened up to this point. The, the nation is in bondage. Moses rise up, rises up as their leader. Mm-hmm. He goes through to Pharaoh. There are 10 plagues. Finally, on Passover, Exodus 12, he lets them go. They go to the Red Sea. They go through the water. They get the quail, and they get the manna from heaven, Exodus 16. And then finally, mm. Exodus 17, Moses is being attacked by the Amalekites. The Amalekites? The Amalekites. Yeah, I don't think they're in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> the Amalekites. Uh, the Amalekites, there Amalekites. it is. The Thank Amalekites. Goodness. How can I, I not wondering. say that word today? The Amalekites. <laughs> well, it's, it's not something that just rolls off the tongue. Let's just be <laughs> honest. A, yeah. <laughs> That's a hard one. Okay. Uh, the Amalekites are battling Moses and the children of Israel, Exodus 17. Verse 11 is where we're going to start. So, okay. Chris, can you get Exodus 17, 11? I can. While Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. But whenever he put his hand down, Amalek, Prevail. Okay, now hold on before you go. I want you to listen and see if you hear the word faith or trust in this passage. Keep going. So there's a battle. His hands are involved. Right. When Moses' hands grew heavy, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat down on it. Then Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until the sun went down. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his army with the sword. Ooh, that's good. Okay. Before we start, we're going to go ahead and see, does anyone know where the word faith is? Mr. Colton, who's sitting at the table. Colton? I have no idea. Going to go with a hard no right here. Another no. Okay. Because it's not in there. You did not yeah, hear the, the word, word faith. The word faith was not read out loud. It's not that's read right. out loud. So in English, we don't see the word right. faith, but we do see it in the Hebrew. Okay. Oh, Chris, what do you think is the word faith? I'll give you the Hebrew word, see if you can okay, figure it out. Okay. The Hebrew word is is emunah, E-M-U-N-A-H, right. emunah. Okay. Um, the ESV renders it, I think the CSB, were you reading CSB? I'm reading CSB, that's okay. correct. Yes, correct. The CSB does the same thing, and it's the word in verse 13. Mm, I was going to guess the word in verse 12. Okay. So let me get that miss out of the get way. Get out of the way. Okay, go to 13. Here it is. You ain't going to believe this. It's the it's the English word steady. Ooh. Steady. Underline. Well, then I was correct. It is in verse 12. Oh, is it verse 12? Yes. Okay, sorry. I no. was going to say the word steady. I have no verses in front of me. Remain a, steady. 13 okay. is so Joshua defeated Amalek and his army. With okay, okay. So it's remain steady. Okay. Ooh, so it's wondering. the word steady. Steady can also be translated as faithfulness, Ooh. and it can also be translated as steadfastness. Wow. Now, what in the world does this have to do with faith? What does steady have to do with faith? It shows us that faith is not just some... Uh, object of insight that we can remember and get right in order to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. This is not some abstract idea. If you just if you fill in the right blanks, right. you're a Christian. Faith always leads to action. Mm. There is a consistency here. There's a steadfastness here. There is a faithfulness. So a better way, this would change everything for you if you read, mm. particularly the Old Testament. When you see the word faith, mm-hmm. insert the word faithfulness. Ooh. Now, let me show you an argument in the New Testament. James says, James chapter 2, verse 6, or James chapter 2, verse 26, for as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. Now watch this. Insert the word faithfulness. So also faithfulness Mm. apart from works is dead. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. Paul quotes him in Romans 117. The righteous will live by faith. Now what Mm. in the world is that? How do you live by faith? 
you can't live. I mean, what? Okay, I believe, man. We need to muster yeah. up. No, yeah. you live by faithfulness. Mm. Now, why is this important? Because the Jewish nation always prided themselves on acting on what they heard. Hmm. Hebrews 11, if you remember the hall of what? The hall of faith. Fullness. Ooh, now you go. Now you see. <laughs> I okay. was renaming it just okay. on the fly there. Yes, it's not called the Hall of Belief. It's not called right. the Hall of Insight. Mm-hmm. It's called the Hall of Faith or Faithfulness. You actually could call it the Hall of what? The Hall of Works. Steady. Do it. Yeah, you could call it the Hall of Steady, but <laughs> you just call it the back. Hall of of Work. That's true. Because when okay, so why this? You're probably saying, "What are you talking about, Robbie? You lost me." Go to Hebrews 11, and you see examples one after the other of men and women with Noah and uh, Abraham mm. and uh, Moses. And you go through and you see all of their works. And here's right. the thing. You don't see a list of people known for what they believe. Mm. You, they don't say Moses knew how to parse a, a Hebrew word better than anybody. You know, <laughs> right. Noah That's could true. debate theology with the best of them. No, <laughs> they were known for what they what? What they did. What they did. Ooh. They were known for what they did, okay, not for what they believed. Now, faith is always demonstrated, watch this, for the Hebrew mind in action through imitation of God. Mm. So what happened was, early on, the, the sages and rabbis would take the scriptures and they would say, what kind of God do we have? Mm. He's a God who does. And so they started asking, what did God do in Genesis? He's a God who's creative. He creates. He's an artist. Mm -hmm. So we should be artistic in a sense. But he's also a God who rested. Mm. See, they're watching what he did. He rested. So we need to be people who rest and spend Mm -hmm. time with God. He's also a God who cared for people. Why? Because he cared for Abraham and he ministered to him. He's also a God who went out and shepherded the flock, Mm -hmm. like Moses, because he shepherded Moses. He's a God who loves. He's a God who responds. He's a God who cares. And so what they said was, if that's how God, watch this, acts, then that's how we should respond. Mm -hmm. And I think that changes everything for us. For sure. Because it moves from, okay, you're a Christian. Do you have the facts right? Mm -hmm. See, what we talk about all the time is this. If you want to determine how you, if you belong to the movement of Christ, Mm -hmm. you need to ask the question, how are you behaving? Because our behavior is a spiritual indicator of the orientation of our heart. Mm. Okay. Now I'm not saying we have to behave in order to be saved. I'm not saying that because we know we're saved through faith apart from works. However... The way we live today, or those in our family or friends or those around us, the way we live today is an indicator of the condition of our heart, which is why we always say it, replicate, and in the resources that I've written, if you want to know the root of your heart, Mm -hmm. look at the fruit of your life. Mm -hmm. And so what a great challenge for us, not just to believe a bunch of facts, but to put in action that in which we believe. Yeah, that is strong, and I think it's uh, maybe the best possible way we could wrap up Season 2 with the Making Disciples podcast with Robbie Gowdy. Thanks for listening. As always, there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts, and we appreciate you choosing this one. Check out the show notes on replicate.org. The next season of the podcast, Season 3, will have a focus on the Gospels. We can't wait to get into that. That will be dropping soon. You can check us out at Replicate Men. That's Replicate M-I-N on Instagram, Replicate Ministries on Facebook. As always, subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, tell a friend about it, and don't forget to give us a rating as that helps us get more individuals checking it out. Until next season, bye-bye.
Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.